Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Montana's only daily sports talk show, Nuanez Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I like football! Happy New Year, everybody. What's up? Hope you're having a great start to your new year. Coulter Nuanas, this is Nuanas Now. Happy 2024. I already typed 2023 on like 40 of my different uh, files that I was saving today. So still getting used to the fact that the calendar has changed. But I had a great time away. If you've been following along at SkylineSportsMT.com, we've had a ton of content for you because it's a huge content time of year, even though we were off from this show for the last couple weeks. And now we have a big show Coming at you. So we'll see if I'm rusty. That's the longest stretch I've got, I think, without doing this show uh, two straight weeks in my uh, six-plus years here at ESPN Radio. So uh, we're ready to rock. We're ready to roll. Hopefully you are as well. Hopefully you had a great holiday. Hopefully you're not too sluggish as we uh, get back to work. It's funny because <laughs> I, I, I am pretty uh, open about my my disdain for the impact that social media has on the state of society. That said, I do think there's some pretty funny things on social media, especially some of the memes that pop up on the Instagram. All the kids tell me that's what we need to be on is the Instagram with the reels and the the stories and all this stuff. I don't know. I'm trying to acclimate to it. The only reason I'm sort of buying into it is because we have so much cool content here at ESPN Radio and at Skyline Sports in terms of photography and video of all these great games that we've gotten to shoot and cover and write about and talk about over the last uh, football season and over the last, you know, I mean, I guess 15 plus years now for me uh, as a sports journalist in a variety of different multimedia capacities. So I've been diving in on the Instagram, but some some of the Instagram memes the last couple days, oh, you took the last week of the year off? 
They said you're going to be rejuvenated, but all you actually did was eat cookies and drink wine every night. And now you're back at work and you just feel like a sluggish mess. And I think that's a lot of people. But uh, we had a great holiday season. It was really, really fun. Uh, Probably plenty of stories from it uh, throughout the next week or so. Got a lot of reading in. Got a lot of content production in. uh, Got a lot of house stuff in. Got a lot of prep in. uh, And now here we are in 2024. And uh, I got to tell you, I haven't talked about this much. I've given you some life updates from time to time, uh, we talked, I guess for me at least, semi-extensively about my uh, wedding that uh, I got married. I guess what, yesterday would have been my first uh, month anniversary as a married man. So that was cool. First month of marriage flew by for sure. It's funny because people tell you that it's not going to be any different, especially if you've been with your partner for a while. But in some ways, I thought it was totally different. Maybe we'll get into that later on as well. Maybe that's a, a Rajim Seabrook conversation for later on this week. But... My wife and I are expecting uh, a baby, and uh, it's coming down the pipe pretty quick. So I could be gone at any time at this point. (laughs) So I got the clearance uh, from the the boss uh, about telling y'all about this. And uh, when the baby comes, I won't be around for a couple weeks. That said, have no fear. You'll still hear me on the show and you'll still hear very many of our uh, most familiar characters on the show. So not much difference is going to happen on your end, except for that you won't see me uh, on SWX Montana Television. So uh, now you know. We won't spend much time talking about that until uh, probably after the baby comes. But uh, I'll be out for a couple weeks again soon. That, uh, we'll just leave it at that. Tons to get to today. We got the Montana football coming out. Uh, Montana football hour, excuse me. I told you I was going to be rusty. Montana football hour coming at you here uh, in hour number one. We'll also give you the best of the the uh, Christmas break, uh, best of the weekend. What a, a day of football it was yesterday. I am not a big FBS fan. I, in fact, uh, have no real affinity uh, for the FBS. But I do very much enjoy when they – see, my, my biggest – drawback on the FBS is and then I guess you could say this about the FCS as well it's just that in the the the, the area of the FCS that we cover that is such so so much in the forefront of what we do you're seeing some of the best teams in the country at that level pretty much every week this last season about a quarter of the top 25 in the FCS were in the Big Sky Conference. Like, the whole top half of the Big Sky is among the top 20 teams in the country. So it's very rare that you're seeing, you know, like a top 10 team versus, like, a top 60, a top 70, a top 80 team. I guess that's true with the Power 5 as well. I, I just don't – there's just so much – there's only so much space in your brain – and I'm spending so much of my time on Saturdays covering Big Sky Conference football, so I often don't get to dive much into FBS football except for the Pac-12, and now that's going away. So I, it's been a weird year for FBS. That said, yesterday's games were awesome. The Michigan-Alabama game was not clean. It was not well played. Both teams made a ton of mistakes. You could tell both teams were feeling the pressure big time. But what a competitive game. What a coaching matchup. All the back and forths were insane. And then the way that it ended, man, there's some controversy there for sure. Hour number two of today's show, Marty Mornoweg, the main man. He'll be in studio with us for the Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty. I know it's Tuesday, but it's the first 
uh, show of the, the calendar year. So uh, we'll roll with the Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty. We'll also, we're going to talk about those FBS games, though I want to ask him about Nick Saban and Alabama's play call there on fourth and three, on fourth and goal from the three. The quarterback draw, peculiar. So we'll get to that a little bit in hour number two uh, as well. We'll take you all the way through a lot of the stuff that we've learned about this upcoming matchup. We are less than a week away from Frisco, Texas, the FCS National Championship game. Number one, South Dakota State undefeated, riding a 28-game winning streak, taking on Montana, the number two team in the country. The Grizzlies riding a 10-game winning streak. Should be a heck of a matchup there in Frisco. I've spent the last couple weeks diving all the way in on both of these teams. Of course, we covered the Grizz in depth all year and, and you know, for the better part of my life. <laughs> so we got plenty of knowledge there. But then on the uh, the South Dakota State side of things, got some interesting stuff that we've dug up and uh, we'll start to preview the matchup here uh, over the uh, next uh, couple of days leading up to the uh, National Championship weekend there in Frisco. We're also going to hear from Tyler Flink who's a senior linebacker for the Grizz football team. He's a Missoula Big Sky product and uh, a stalwart there in the lineup. Uh, A guy that uh, was a walk-on and didn't really have a position, and he's worked his way all the way up, and now here he is. Uh, He's played outstanding football here his final season for the Grizzlies, and he and Levi Janet Carroll, we call them the Bash Brothers, the Big Sky Bash Brothers, as it were, because they're both Missoula Big Sky alums. So uh, that's pretty cool, and uh, he's a great story. So we'll hear from him about 4.30 here. Or I guess whenever the Grizz wrap up practice. And we also got some sound bites from Bobby Houck. The, the fact that there's been such a long break. I mean, the Grizz last played on December 16th. Here we are on January 2nd. They're not on the field then until January 7th. So that's a full 21 days in change. And then the 22nd day since their last game is when they'll play. That's completely unchartered territory for the Grizz football program as a whole, I mean, to put this in perspective, today, as I just left practice, and today I believe is the first January practice in Grizz football history. Now you're saying, well, Coulter, the Grizz have been to the national championship game. This is their eighth trip to the national championship game. That's true. The national championship game always before until it moved to Frisco, Texas, was always in December. There was not this. There was no bye weeks to start the playoffs, and there was no bye weeks in between the semis and the finals for years and years and years. So when the Grizz went to Chattanooga in 04, 08, and 09, there was no break. It was always in December. Prior to that, they went to Chattanooga in 2000, 2001, and then when they went to Huntington, West Virginia in 1995 and 1996, all those as well were December games. So even if the Grizz were playing in the natty, winning it or losing it, whatever, they had never played in January, and they'd never practiced in January. So today was the uh, the first January practice. So um, we've had a lot of media availability, though. I've caught up with Coach Houck five times now between their last game. So we will play sound bites from those interviews throughout the week as part of our Road to Frisco coverage. Our Road to Frisco coverage is presented in part by Town Pump. Town Pump, Montana's best since 1963. They have... Kept us fueled up all season long. Our Brawl of the Wild by the Mile has been a huge hit. We have hooked you guys up with Town Pump gift cards uh, throughout the season. They've also kept us fueled up. Andrew and I did the math. I think we did something like 4,200 miles uh, so far this football season. Think I'm not going to Frisco. I got the baby on the way, so that's not happening for me. But our crew 
Uh, we're sending a whole bunch of them down there. So uh, Brooks Duadas, Blake Kempstead, Andrew Houghton, they'll all be making the trip. We also have a couple other potential <laughs> contributors making their way down to Frisco as well. And we couldn't do it without Town Pump. No matter where you're at in Montana, there's a Town Pump near you from uh, all your beverage and snack needs to the Town Pump casinos to, of course, the gasoline, Town Pump Montana's best for more than 60 years. This is Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Appreciate Jeff Safford for sitting on the board. Andrew Houghton, uh, our day-to-day producer, although Jeff's back there most of the time as well. Jeff is uh, sitting on the board because Andrew is making his way back. He took a couple weeks off as well. That was part of the motivation for not having the show the last couple weeks. Andrew's from Washington, D.C., and uh, anybody that's from the East Coast that lives now out West, you know how tough it is to get home. I mean, it's tough enough for Jeff to go back to California, let alone uh, to get back to the East Coast. So glad Andrew got to make the uh, the pilgrimage back to, to his home. Uh, he's only been back there a couple times since he moved out here uh, probably close to 10 years ago. So ha- happy that he was uh, able to make his way back home. He'll be back in the chair tomorrow. And uh, then you're going to hear a lot from these guys once uh, once I'm out. So uh, stay tuned for that. I am Coulter Nuanas. You can always stream the show, 1029ESPN.com. If you want to be a part of the show, 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. And our guests will join us via the Rangich Brothers RV phone line. And also you can always stream the show on the ESPN MT app. College football was certainly my best of the weekend yesterday. Michigan's overtime win over Alabama was awesome. Washington's uh, not overtime, but nearly overtime win over Texas was equally as awesome. The story of the Huskies is is pretty cool, and the fact that it has some crossovers with the state of Montana is also very cool. First of all, maybe the trigger point to, and it wasn't like the, the end factor, but it was probably one of the beginning factors to when Washington moved on from Jimmy Lake. Jimmy Lake basically inherited the Washington head coaching job from Chris Peterson. Chris Peterson abruptly retired, and that was a shocking thing when that happened. UW decided to promote internally. They went with Jimmy Lake, who's a former Montana State defensive backs coach, and he fizzled pretty quick. But the the beginning of that fizzle came when Montana went to Montlake, went to Husky Stadium and beat the Huskies to open the 2021 season. Montana won that game 13-7, certainly one of the marquee wins in program history and under Bobby Houck. Well, that was... Probably the beginning of the end for Jimmy Lake. That led then to Kalen DeBoer being hired, and he has been absolutely lights out, including now having Washington at 14-0 and going into the uh, FBS National Championship game against Michigan. That's a week from yesterday. So January 8th, Monday, January 8th, uh, Michigan and Washington will play for the FBS National title. The other Montana ties there at Washington – Chuck Burrell, the former head coach at Montana Tech, spent nine years coaching the Diggers there in Butte. He is the defensive coordinator there at Washington. He and and DeBoer go back to their days at the University of Sioux Falls, which was an NAIA power. Sioux Falls is right down the road, or I guess right up the road, as it were, from South Dakota State in Brookings, South Dakota. So there's a lot of South Dakota and Montana ties matriculating their way around college football right now. Uh, So that's pretty cool. But the Huskies last night uh, went in thrilling fashion, 37-31 over Texas. And even though the Huskies were the two seed and Texas was the three seed, that was certainly an upset. Uh, Longhorns were favored by, I think, four and a half points by the time it closed. 
So um, good job by Washington and uh, sort of a rare thing that the last four teams playing in Division One college football, Michigan, Washington at the FBS level, Montana, South Dakota State at the SCS level, they're all northern teams. There's this cliche in America that football matters the most in the south and especially in the southeast. I think that's true. Football matters a lot up here as well. And I think it's kind of cool. This is the first college football playoff final that won't include at least one of Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, and Clemson. I We we have a funny promo that Jeff and Andrew put together. Me ranting and raving about how college football is all about money and the FBS is completely controlled by those who want to spend and pay and all these different things. I still believe that that's true, but I do think having new people in the mix is a good thing. I do think that's a good thing for college football, and I think it's just a good thing for sports in general. That's coming from somebody that likes dynasties. I like dynasties. I wanted Alabama to win, not only because I put some coin on it, but also just because I I appreciate the way Nick Saban does things and, uh, you know, when you're old and gray, I think you want to be able to say that you sat around and you experienced greatness if you're going to waste a bunch of your, not waste, but spend a lot of your time uh, watching sports, especially college sports. So uh, either way, though, I do think it's good for the sport. I, I mean, it's not that Michigan and Washington are some upstart, you know, <laughs> underdogs. They are straight up um, powerhouses, blue bloods, no doubt. But it is cool to have sort of a new uh, deal going there. Other uh, best of the weekend, I, mean, I guess best of the break, I got everything I wanted for Christmas. This is how you know you're an adult. I got a new golf bag, got some salt and pepper shakers, and some grinders, that is, and uh, I got a water pick for my teeth. Man, couldn't have been happier. Everything I wanted, and uh, and then some, so uh, that was certainly cool. And I also started reading, and almost finished reading, actually, this great book about the uh, USFL, the United States Football League, which... Uh, only lasted for about three years. Now it's back some 40 years later, but this book is crazy, and maybe we'll uh, get into uh, some of this. Sounds like we're going to actually flip it a little bit. I was going to give you some matchup stuff, and we were going to hear from Bobby Houck, but instead, Grizz wrapping up practice early, so we go to the Rikers Brothers RV phone line. It's time for our Grizz Star of the Week National Championship style, our Grizz Star of the Week all season long, and our Road to Frisco coverage, probably presented by Ryan and Miller Law. Ryan and Miller Law, Proud to support the Grizz as they make their way down to Texas. They're so proud of the way the Grizz have represented this Missoula community. And it's certainly a community that both Paul Ryan and Angie Miller love. For any personal injury, DUI, or criminal defense, call Ryan and Miller Law, your Montana attorneys. You can also visit RyanMillerLaw.com. Missoula Big Sky's finest and a senior linebacker for the Grizz, Tyler Flink, joining us here on Nuanas. Now, Flink, what's up, man? How you doing? I'm doing well. How are you doing? Very good. Uh, so excited to have you on because I'm just so excited for you guys. Great job this year. Great job on a great senior year. So just take us through it. First of all, what's these last couple of weeks been like? It's a rare thing to have a thrilling win like you guys did against North Dakota State, and then you have to wait for several weeks uh, to prepare for your next opponent. So uh, what's it been like just having a couple of weeks between games? How are you guys taking advantage of this? Yeah, you know, it's been a nice break. We took, obviously, seven days off right after that uh, game. We came back and practiced a few days, and then we got seven days off for the Christmas period. But we healed our bodies up, and we feel so much better than we did, obviously, after the North Dakota State game. Uh, as that was a physical game, everyone knew that. But we feel a lot better now, and uh, we're ready to go. 
Take us through your perspective on the NDSU win because just being on the field and feeling the energy, it was like nothing I've ever experienced in my career. It was unbelievable how cool that moment was, not only for Grizz football, but just for the city of Missoula in general. So what was your perspective when Corbin Walker got the pick? And, and, I mean, what was the celebration like? Yeah, you know, growing up here, I kind of know how crazy people are about Grizz football. And when I was 8 years old, 8 to 10 years old, we, they were doing that every year. So it was kind of cool to see everyone kind of relive that, all the older fans and stuff, just the emotions that they had. It's just crazy to see everyone come together and be so happy that we're, we're finally back to where we want to be and uh, to see a smile on everybody's face after the game. Who are you celebrating with? Because I know a lot of guys were running around looking for somebody to say, like, who do I, what do I do with my hands, right? <laughs> I have no idea. Who everyone, <laughs> right? absolutely everybody. I don't know. <laughs> It was awesome. I was trying to take videos of everybody celebrating, and I just kept getting checked and picked up and hit. And all. <laughs> yeah, it's right. like, yeah, this, the video's a, a wash, whatever. Everybody is <laughs> yeah, experiencing it all together, right? So Tyler Flake yeah, joining us right. here. Tyler Flake on to on is now here uh, on ESPN Radio. But let's talk about the Grizz defense for a moment. Uh, first of all, I think it's so cool that just the bond you guys have defensively as a unit overall, but also just the front. I know most of you guys live together and you're hanging out all the time, so... How do you think that just adds to it? I mean, I know you guys talk about it a lot, just, you know, sort of raising the standard and, and, and keeping the standard, holding each other accountable. So how much do you think just sort of the intertwining of all your guys' lives have helped you become such a, a solid front front seven like you guys are? Yeah, I think that football is a game of trust. You need to trust your teammates across from you to do their job. And we've built such a close-knit relationship. We just we trust each other, and we trust that they're going to do their job on every play so we don't have to worry about them. We know they're gonna they're gonna have their responsibility dialed in, so we just worry about ourselves, and then kind of takes care of everything else after that. But yeah, we've just grown really close together, and uh, like you said, a lot of us live together. So um, just trusting each other and know, knowing that they'll do their job is kind of where we're at right now, and that took us to where we are today. Well, it was uh, it was so funny because when the Big Sky Awards were coming out, I had a rant already for how I I was going to say that it was I thought it was just bogus that Alex Gubner didn't get defensive MVP. Well, then the coaches got it right, and he got it. And so I was happy for that, but I was wondering if he would, just because sometimes, you know, the big boys in the middle don't get a lot of shine. But he, uh, I think he made such a huge impact that it was pretty apparent to all the coaches that voted on the postseason awards. So uh, from your perspective, a guy that plays inside linebacker, how much does his prowess, how much does his uh, capabilities influence uh, the way that you can play? Oh, it's incredible. He controls the line of scrimmage, and he pushes the own line back, takes two or three of them to block him every play. So that's just one or two bodies that are off off me, Braxton, Levi, and all the other linebackers. So, I mean, he takes people off of us, takes the pressure off of us, and we can just play behind him. And it's, no, it's incredible. He never gets shoved around, never gets pushed back. And like I said, he controls the line of scrimmage, so that helps us out dramatically. Tyler Flick joining us here on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. So Grizz Star of the Week here on this Tuesday. It's presented by Ryan and Miller Law, your Montana attorneys. Uh, one guy I did see on the field after the NDSU game was both your and my high school football coach, Matt Johnson. And that guy, man, he couldn't be prouder of you guys. Yourself, Levi Janet Carroll, of course, Braxton Hill. They're both from Anaconda. And as we know, Anaconda people love their hometown more than anywhere in the whole world, I think. So, uh, how much influence do you think he's had? And also, how much that must make you happy knowing that uh, this guy that uh, mentored you guys in your younger years is getting so much joy from this Grizz football run. Oh, it was it was awesome to see him so fired up for us. He just, like you said, he couldn't be more proud of the people we are and kind of what we've done so far. But you know, he instilled that through uh, me and Levi in high school. Just the never quit, uh, always always give it your best, and trust each other and uh, grow together. So we've always taken that. 
And uh, he definitely instilled that in us at a, uh, at a high school level that we carried with us and uh, continue to show today. Well, over the years, it's been fun to see. There's been a lot of Big Sky kids that have that tried their hand at the Grizz, and most of them weren't highly recruited. And they you know, walk-ons kind of like you were. And it seems like most of them make it to the end. And I think that there's some factors there. But in your mind, what are the factors? I mean, what, what has helped you get to the end? And how much did your, your Big Sky uh, roots sort of influence that? I mean, yeah, I think that it's a, it's a long journey for, you know, even if you're a scholarship guy, it's a long journey no matter who, you're, who you are to, to make it this level. So I think that, uh, you know, my parents, Coach Johnson, everyone just raised me in a way that once you start with them, you don't quit. So that's kind of the, the attitude that I took coming into this. And obviously what's happened has turned out to be a great experience for me and an awesome career. So, yeah, I, just, I was never going to quit or, or uh, stop playing. So that's kind of my attitude going into it. And Coach Johnson obviously helped me out with that. And so – I just live by that rule. Just once you start something, don't quit. No doubt. It's kind of the uh, the Big Sky ethos across the board, even going back to the Gary Eckergan days. Tyler Flake, Big Sky alum, as well as a Montana Grizz senior linebacker joining us here on Nuanas Now on ESPN Radio. All right, let's talk about the Jackrabbits then. Uh, defending national champs, undefeated so far this year, 28-game win streak. I know you guys have heard all this outside noise, but when you guys break down the film, what do you think of this matchup so far? Uh, I think they're a hard-nosed football team that uh, – has some talent across the board, and they play really hard. They play for each other, and they obviously trust each other like we do. Um, I think they're good across the board. Um, they're a very talented football team. They're fast, and they're physical. So that's, uh, that's kind of who we're going against, we know it, and uh, we've been watching a lot of film on them. But, no, they're an impressive football team. Do they remind you of anybody that you guys have played so far this year? I'd say they remind me of NDSU with their Same. size yeah. and ability and their yeah. strength. Yeah, that's good. I, I I agree. I think that they are they're built kind of similar to how NDSU is built, no doubt. Uh, the uh, the yeah, run game absolutely. in particular. I mean, the run game in particular is going to be a huge part of this thing. Uh, South Coast State very good on the offensive line. Their running backs very good as well. Uh, what particularly do you guys need to do in that uh, element to uh, try to slow down that rushing attack? Yeah, obviously, I think that when you ever play in any football team, if they're going to try to run it down your throat, it's kind of them saying that they're just going to be more physical than you are and uh, outpower you. So we've got make up our minds on how we want the, the outcome of the game to end up, and uh, we're not going to let them come out and punch them in the mouth, I'll tell you that. No doubt about it. Well, last thing for you, I know this will be something you'll probably be able to answer better uh, once it's all said and done, but has this all sunk into you? I mean, I, I, it's, it's, it's cool for all of you guys, but for guys that like spent their whole lives in Missoula, it's a, it's a pretty cool experience for you guys. So, I mean, is it really set in that you are a senior on the Grizz going to the national championship game? Yeah, I think as much as it can set in. I think that um, during the season and the playoff run, you don't know how far you're going to make it and stuff like that. So you're always busy. You're always watching film. You're trying to get on to the next week. But then we had the, the three weeks off to kind of reflect on that, and I've watched – you know, highlights from the, the Appalachian State game, stuff like that growing up. But, no, it's definitely set in over the last last two or three weeks now that I played my last game at Washington Grizzly Stadium. But it makes it a lot easier to go out with, uh, with three playoff wins and a win over North Dakota State, who's been the national championship the last however many years. I don't even know. But it's just going out that way makes it a lot easier for me in particular. So it's been awesome. Well, congratulations on all your success, man. And hopefully there's uh, one more coming down the pipe. We appreciate you taking some time today. Absolutely. Thank you. Tyler Flink was one of the Big Sky's finest senior linebacker for the Grizz. I'm telling you, I, you know, th- there's, a, there's a certain affinity that you have for guys that you know had uh, sort of a similar upbringing as you. And that's one thing you can say about Missoula Big Sky. 
Matt Johnson started coaching there when I was a freshman in high school some 20, what, 22 or 23 years ago. And he was my freshman coach. And then he coached linebackers throughout. And then he took over as the head coach back in 2010. So he's been there. This will be his 14th season this upcoming fall. But many the, the, the principles and values of the program have not changed. Big Sky's only really had, well, I mean, Big Sky opened in 1980. I think they've had five football coaches ever. But Gary Eckergan was hired back in, I think, 1989 and was the Big Sky coach for whatever the math is there, 22 years. So from 1989, basically two years after I was born until now, all the, the different things that they do on offense and defense and stuff are, are, are different and have evolved and all that. But the, the ethos of toughness and selflessness and never quitting – I know Big Sky has ups and downs. Big Sky does not have a like decorated history of of high school football success. They they've been in the playoffs more often than not over the last twenty years, but have hardly ever been a contender. Um, you know, we played in the semifinals my senior year. That's about as deep of a run as a Big Sky team's made since the last time they won the state championship back in nineteen ninety four. But those values that it instills in you and the ethos of toughness and particularly. Tenacity, not refusing to quit no matter what. That's something that Big Sky guys have shared throughout the years. And it's certainly something that the Big Sky guys on the Grizz, particularly Tyler Flink and Levi Janicaro. And I think it's a it's a great example for younger people. Like Patrick McCutt, Patrick O'Connell, Grizz linebacker, he made his NFL debut on Sunday for the, the Seattle Seahawks. That's awesome. Every kid dreams about playing in the NFL. That's cool. It's, that's not like that realistic for most people, though. You, I, I know that when you're a kid, they tell you, okay, you can dream big, and if you put your nose to the grindstone and you work hard, you can do whatever you want. That's not true. But that's what sports teaches us, is that you can try as hard as you possibly can, and you still might not make it to the absolute highest level of sports. But if you tried as hard as you can, you did not fail. In fact, you succeeded and that's the lesson that we learned is that sometimes your best isn't good enough, but that's good enough because you gave your best. That's the whole point of sports. That's that's the whole reason to play. That's what you're supposed to learn. That's why I'm so proud of these two kids from Missoula Big Sky, man. Of course, I have an affinity for Big Sky kids as a Big Sky alum. But these two dudes, nobody recruited them. Nobody thought they were going to make it. And it's not like they just made it. These guys are absolute pivotal members of the Grizz defense. They fly around, they bang, they set the tone. They are so physical, but they're also so selfless and so likable, and they're such great representatives of my high school alma mater and my college alma mater. So great job by Tyler Flink and Levi Janicaro. That's why we picked Flink this week, because I just wanted to hear his perspective. It's not stemming from any sort of performance. He's had solid performances throughout this year. It's just a great part of the story. It's a great part of the fabric of this Montana Grizzly team. That's our Grizz Star of the Week. It's presented by Ryan and Miller Law. Ryan and Miller Law, so proud of the Grizz this season and the way they've represented this Missoula community and the state of Montana. It's a community and a state that Paul Ryan and Angie Miller love themselves. For any personal injury and DUI or criminal defense, call Ryan and Miller Law, your Montana attorneys, or visit RyanMillerLaw.com. It's Montana Football Hour. We had to switch things around a little bit, so we'll keep on rolling on this. Jeff, will take the Bobby Houck. I don't have the monitor on. But we'll take the Bobby Houck out of this one. And we'll hear from Coach Houck 
in the following segment. We'll also hear some of the initial thoughts on this matchup as well. We'll give you some basketball updates from over the break as well when it comes to the Cats and the Grizz in men's and women's hoops. And we'll have a first look at South Dakota State. All that's coming up on the Montana Football Hour, proudly presented by Dazzler's Car Wash of Missoula. Dazzler's Car Wash. Treat your car like it deserves to be treated all winter long at Dazzler's. More Grizz football talk here on Nuanas Now. It's ESPN Radio. Are you having a bad day? Did you get hurt and it wasn't your fault? Are you in trouble? No matter what has you down, you can take action and help yourself by letting Schulte Law Firm help you. Schulte Law Firm litigates injury, criminal, and civil matters, providing expert advocacy in any situation. Here with Dwight Schulte from Schulte Law Firm. When it comes to criminal defense, what's an example of why someone could or should call Schulte Law? Criminal defense happens on somebody's worst day, you know, and it doesn't mean that someone's a bad person. We all make mistakes. We all make choices that maybe aren't the best choice, and that can lead to dramatic consequences in somebody's life. So we're really focusing on personal injury and criminal defense. We do a lot of different areas of the law, though. We have a strong background in real estate. Um, We handle family law for clients, a ton of mediations. The ultimate reality is, is that people have bad days, and that's when you need our help. That's when you need to call Schulte Law Firm because we know the players, we know the game. We can put people in the best position to achieve the outcome they want. If you've had a bad day, visit jschultilaw.com. It's the one is now on 102.9 ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I couldn't believe it, though. I'm sitting there watching. I can't remember which night football. <laughs> During the break, There's, it's like you don't know what day it is. And there's just NFL on like five days a week. So you're like, is this Monday, Thursday night? Wait, I'm, Saturday night, Friday my break. So I was like, I'm watching Monday night football with Joe Buck and Troy Aikman on the call. I know this is Monday night football, but it's not because it's a Saturday. But it is, but it's Monday. It's Monday night football broadcast. It's on ABC. What's happening? <laughs> so, anyways, I can't remember which night game it was, but they were playing that song by Black Joe Lewis. And uh, I had never heard that song in any capacity besides us playing it on this show. And I was like, whoa, that's crazy. That's a little too tall Nuanas throwback. So, uh, I decided to bust it back out here. So, throwback tracks here on Nuanas now. Welcome back. It is the Montana Football Hour. It's probably presented by Dazzler's Car Wash of Missoula. I keep telling you that when winter is here, I know it doesn't feel like it. It was actually kind of cold today. It was in the 20s today here in western Montana, so it actually felt a little bit chilly. But somehow, some way, we don't have hardly any snow, which is, I think, a very bad thing. <laughs> Not just because I like to ski and, and snow gives you a reason to be outside when it's cold, but just from a, a, a moisture and precipitation perspective, we don't need to go down that road. Either way, once the snow gets here and it really is wintry and icy, because it's coming, we, we can still have a whole winter. We can have four months of winter at this point still, even though it's January 2nd. When that comes and they're using all the de-icer on the road, you don't want that stuff on the bottom of your car. You want to wash it off. It, it's going to help maintain the value of your car, keep the paint job fresh. And who doesn't just like have a nice car, a nice shiny car, so your pants aren't getting dirty, you're not getting mud all over your coat. Treat your car like it deserves to be treated all winter long at Dazzler's Car Wash of Missoula. Proud to present the Montana Football Hour all season long here 
on Nuanas now. Maybe we'll circle back around to, well, I guess I'll just give you the quick and dirty here just so we get the results in. There was Big Sky Conference hoops over the New Year's weekend. The Lady Grizz and the Montana State women both swept Idaho State and Weber State. That was to be expected. They did it in opposite fashions. The Lady Grizz did it with offense. Lady Grizz scored 87 against Weber State and uh, then scored in the 70s against Idaho State. The uh, Montana State women, they gave up 99 points the whole weekend, so less than 50 points per game. They needed a, a Madison Jackson jumper in the lane. I guess Madison Hall is her name now. She got married. That's what happens when you have all these COVID years. <laughs> you get some super-duper seniors. But Madison Hall, she had a jumper in the lane for uh, Montana State to beat Idaho State. And then the Cats uh, cruised past Weaver 57-43. On the men's side, both the Montana and Montana State men won at Idaho State. And uh, was pretty, pretty uh, decisive on both uh, sides. Both of the those teams' trips to Ogden, though, no bueno. At least if you're uh, on the Montana Montana State side of things, Weaver is certainly, I think, the the, the conference favorites. So the preseason favorites, uh, as voted on by the league's media and coaches, and uh, they looked like that at, uh, all the way when it comes to the. Uh, the results against the Grizz and the Cats. The Weber just ripped the Grizz, 93-63. Then they almost did the same thing to the Cats. Weber's offense was was uh, next level. They shot the absolute lights out as a team across the board against the Grizz. And then Dylan Jones went nuts against the Cats. His 47th career double-double. That's an astounding number. 47 double-doubles for Dylan Jones. 29-13 and 13 against the Cats, and uh, he also had uh, seven assists and a career-high four steals as well. So he was justifiably and obviously the Big Sky Conference player uh, of the week. Uh, so there's uh, some hoop stuff for you. We'll have some more hoop stuff later on in the week. But this is the Montana Football Hour presented by Dazzler's Car Wash of Missoula. Here's some things I learned about this FCS National Championship game uh, over the weekend. First of all, I guess over the break, I was trying to figure out, okay, how has South Dakota State done this? First of all, there's the element of stability. John Stigelmeyer was the head coach there at South Dakota State for 26 years. He was there for 36 years total because um, he was the he was a, a, an assistant there for 10 years. So he helped usher the Jacks into their Division I era. So stability with him first and foremost and the rest of the coaching staff, that's been a huge boon to South Dakota State's rise. When you look at South Dakota State, though, they were not a, a Division II power like North Dakota State was. North Dakota State won. North Dakota State's won 37 conference championships during their history, including 26 at the North Central Conference Championship level uh, at the, in the Division II ranks. So that uh, that's a crazy number. North Dakota State's also won 17. That's right, 17. National championships. They've won nine at the FCS level. That's the most in the subdivision's history, even though they didn't win their first one until 12 years ago. That's crazy. But they also won eight D2 national championships as well. So North Dakota State had this unbelievable history. South Dakota State did not have much history to speak of until they moved up to Division I. They only made the playoffs one time ever in Division II, 1979. But since they moved up to Division I, they made the playoffs for the first time in 2009. They lost to the Grizz in an epic game at Washington Grizzly Stadium where Montana scored 40 unanswered points in the third and fourth quarters to win going away 61-48 after trailing by four touchdowns late in the third quarter. South Dakota State then didn't go back to the playoffs again until 2012, but now they made the playoffs every year since then. 11 straight 
playoff appearances for SDSU, so that's impressive. They have made the Final Four five out of the last six seasons. They've played in the national championship game two out of the last three years, and they won their first national championship last year. So I was trying to think, okay, how have they done this? Well, one of the other there's a couple other main factors. One, the facilities that they have. They built a beautiful multi-million dollar stadium. They also uh, have a beautiful indoor practice facility. They have a lot of resources. The other thing I thought was striking, though, Brookings, South Dakota is about 45 minutes away from Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Sioux Falls, South Dakota, I did not realize this until I looked it up. Sioux Falls, South Dakota has almost 200,000 people in it. Sioux Falls, South Dakota is more similar to the size of Spokane. And I know Spokane's grown a ton the last 10 years, but it's more similar to Spokane than anywhere else in this region. It, to put it in perspective, Sioux Falls would be the biggest town in Montana by about the population of Helena. I think Billings has about 165,000 people. So uh, about 30,000 more people live in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. So having a, a you know relatively, quote-unquote, metropolitan area close by uh, certainly helps. We'll go through some more on South Dakota State a little, a little later on. But when it comes to, like we just talked with Tyler Flink about, sort of the logistics of all this. You win against North Dakota State in double overtime, and... Um, you then get 21 full days off before you play another game. No one from this Grizz football team has experience with this. Plenty of the coaches have, though. Brent Pease coached in the FBS for years. Ronnie Bradford's coached in the FBS. Bobby Houck's coached in the FBS. I'm trying to think of, I'm sure there's other guys on their coaching staff that have, have some sort of FBS ties when it comes to bowl preparation. That's very much what this is like, is a bowl prep. So, I asked Bobby Halk about exactly this. How are the Grizz using this time off to prepare and get ready logistically? Well, first, I, I shared with our team this morning that, you know, back when we'd done this before, uh, we'd be having our Wednesday practice, getting lunch, and getting on a plane, and getting ready to go play on Friday. And they looked at me like that was the craziest thing they'd ever heard. So um, this is like a bowl prep. Um, we have a bunch of guys on staff that have done a lot of that. So that's what it is. And it, it'll be good preparation for us. When you're making the plan, I mean, do you, do you use stuff like that? Like you're, a lot of your guys on your staff have done bowl prep. Do you use that for like the scheduling parts, logistics and all that? Yeah, certainly. I mean, it's it, we, we've all done our, not all of us, but many of us have done this a bunch, including me. And, you know, I've got all the old manuals and all the different plans. I don't know that there's any. Sorry about that. I don't know that there's any perfect um, schedule, but we've all done it a bunch. We'll have a good, good, good plan to build up. You talked about just the the joy that Chris football brings the fans. What's that like being the head the head coach, knowing that you're kind of you know directly responsible for for some of that and and your role in in playing a part of something like that you know well you know i enjoy it i enjoy montana and, and montanans I, I say it a lot um but i really enjoy uh from little kids to elderly folks with big smiles on their faces that are, are tears streaming down their cheeks i mean it's important to them and it's important to me you, another thing you mentioned after the press conference, which was interesting, was the comparisons to this team to the 08 season. And there's, like you mentioned, the conference loss. There was, like, the close game with a D2 opponent. Like, as the season was going along, did you notice some of those parallels within that year's team and this year's team at all? Yeah, you know, I, I don't tend to 
put the cart before the horse too much, but I've, I've had that in my mind since September, actually. Um, and, you know, Riley and I had talked about it numerous times, not off air, because um, he'd asked me going through the season, what's this remind you of? It's the 08. That's what it reminds me of. So um, it's interesting how it, how, uh, there are so many parallels to that. To that. Braxton mentioned just wanting to spend as much time with these guys as he can now as his career's kind of winding down. How, how important is that this time of year, just guys wanting to still be with each other and still, you know, come out here and practice every day? Well, I think it shows the fabric of our team. We have a, we have a good team, uh, you know, the, the whole team concept. Uh, these guys like each other. They like football. You know, Sean asked me about the freshmen earlier. The freshmen don't listen, but I tell them all, you better enjoy it because it'll be over before you know it. Now the seniors are looking at uh, most of it in the rear mirror. Uh, with one big one left so um, you know and then you asked about the energy level and all that um, everybody's enthused to be uh, continuing on and having a chance to play um, you know I think uh, the wear and tear on the bodies when you play this many games uh, can get counterbalanced by the enjoyment of uh, you know, preparing for one last game with your team the Montana Football Hour, probably presented by Dazzler's Car Wash of Missoula. Treat your car like it deserves to be treated all winter long at Dazzler's Car Wash. It's Nuanas now, ESPN Radio. More on the Jackrabbits and their matchup against the Montana Grizzlies in Frisco, Texas in less than a week. Our road to Frisco continues right after this. Keep it right here, 102.9 ESPN Radio. At Jewelry Design Center, they can make anything you desire. We have branded jewelry that you'll see across the world and the country. And you have full access to our full manufacturing shop. You can look in the case. You don't have to start out designing something. You can see anything that we have in the case that customize it for your personal experience. Jewelry Design Center, now open in Missoula at 2501 Brook Street, across from the Montana Club. Jewelry Design Center, your jeweler for life. This is Nuwana's Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. Nuwana's Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. We led with the Black Joe Lewis song, Come to My Party, because I heard it on Saturday Night Football, and I didn't realize that anybody knew that song besides... Me and Ryan Tutel, maybe Tommy Evans. <laughs> but, in fact, uh, we did. There are other people that know about that song. And so I looked up that uh, Come to My Party song, and the algorithm led me to that song, which I'd never heard before. A little J.J. Gray, a little blues here uh, on Nuanas Now. Welcome back. Thanks so much for hanging out with us here on this Monday. We are rolling through the Montana Football Hour, as always. I didn't even get half the stuff I wanted to get in, but don't worry. We're back on the air for the foreseeable future. We have a whole week of content for you leading up to our trip to Frisco. I'm actually not going, but we're sending a whole crew down there. So we will be uh, rocking and rolling and having a, just a fine time. So we'll have all sorts of lead-up coverage for you and all sorts of reaction coverage for, for you from there. Uh, so be sure to stay tuned here uh, each weekday between 4 and 6. Two Nuanas now. We are in the Montana Football Hour right now, though, presented by Dazzler's Car Wash of Missoula. Dazzler's Car Wash. Treat your car like it deserves to be treated all winter long at Dazzler's Car Wash. A couple other things to know right off the bat about South Dakota State. My brother and I were talking about this the other day. It's interesting how there's certain elements of what you probably... Like one of our great coach friends used to always say, you get what you emphasize, Right. Well, one thing that 
South Dakota State emphasizes as well as anybody in the country is the fact that they are one of the great tight end schools in the country. Cam Jones was going to be an NFL guy before he got hurt, but he was sort of the first in this line of great NFL tight ends that they've had. Dallas Goddard, of course, was a second-round draft pick by the Philadelphia Eagles, and he scored 30-plus touchdowns in the NFL since he was uh, picked up a handful of years ago. Tucker Craft was the next in line. He was a multiple-year starter and a guy who who then was a third-round draft pick. And if you watched Sunday Night Football a couple nights ago, uh, he made a big impact for the Green Bay Packers, and they did a nice story on him. He's from a tiny 500-person town there in South Dakota. His parents both passed away. His dad passed away in a plane crash, of all things. And then his mother passed away, I think, from a sickness or something like that. And the high school football field in the tiny town he's from is named after him. And uh, he went to South Dakota State, even though he had a whole bunch of big-time Big Ten offers and all that. And uh, he became a draft pick, and now he's a starting tight end for the Green Bay Packers. And the guy they have now, Zach Hines, he's 6'7", 265. Those measurables will at least get you into a camp. I'm not sure if he's quite as good as Goddard and Kraft. That's not a shot on him. Those two guys are both the starting NFL tight ends. So, you know, they they, uh, they, they got some pedigree. But Zach Hines is the latest in the line, and that that's uh, one thing you got to know about SDSU is they are tight end U of the FCS. So certainly um, a ton of respect there. Uh, but that's only one part of what is a dynamite offense for South Dakota State. They have multiple All-Americans along the offensive line. Uh, Mason McCormick, the captain, uh, he's a projected NFL guy. They also have an outstanding running back, probably the best running back in the entire country, and Isaiah Davis. I think he'll be an NFL draft pick as well. Pierre Strong, who was their running back a couple years ago, he's now the starting running back for the Cleveland Browns. So they, uh, they've been producing NFL talent big time there at SDSU. But Isaiah Davis is as good, I think, as Pierre Strong. So I think uh, he'll be a guy that's in the mix to, to make some money playing football after this year is over. And then perhaps the most important and certainly uh, the most impressive when it comes to the overall stat line is the quarterback, Mark Gronowski. Gronowski is 35-1 and as a starter at South Dakota State against FCS opponents. His only loss came in the spring season, his second game ever, his first road game at North Dakota. Since then, they've won every single game that he has started and finished against FCS competition. So Gronowski is a beast. That's all to say that South Dakota State is actually considered a defensive team, even though they have all those star-studded players offensively. They come at you in waves on the defensive front. Adam Bach, their inside linebacker, is certainly one of the best inside guys in the league. Tucker Large, their safety, has been one of the breakout players uh, in this FCS playoffs. And they're giving up nine points per game. That's right, nine points per game. So this is certainly going to be a tall task for the Montana Grizzlies. Here are a couple thoughts from Bobby Houck on South Coast State. And when you look at these two teams, like what does kind of stand out when you look at that? You mentioned some of the games, but anything else kind of stand out between those two groups? Just the way the season's played out. And then, uh, you know, a lot of a lot of guys that are uh, uh, going in the season, no one really knew their names, have kind of emerged as, as playmakers for us. You know, and, and then obviously the result where we're sitting right now. Any crossover with South Dakota State's coaching staff? And what have you thought of them just transitioning since Coach Stigelmeyer retired? Because he was there for like 30 years. Yeah, I mean, Coach Stig was the guy I knew the best. Yeah. Um, I knew him fairly well. I actually uh, 
watched the uh, FBS championship with him last year after the the day after the he won the the FCS championship so um, you know we've paid attention to these guys we don't have a bunch of crossover with them we haven't, haven't played them in a while and, and uh, yeah we, we've seen them on film though we, we know all about them I know you probably haven't looked much at last year's South Dakota State team, but it looks like they're pretty similar. How much can do you think consistency is within a program can help when you go through a coaching transition? Well, I think having, you know, you win the national championship and then you have that number of starters back, that's probably a good deal. Continuity is, you know, having a great team that didn't lose a game and then having a bunch of starters back, that helps. And there's a reason why they're undefeated right now. They're good. You've gone into national championship games undefeated, and you've gone in with with a single loss as well. Just compare and contrast those those two things. Uh, you know, I don't think there's really any difference. You know, if you're the one seed or the two seed in terms of the aspect of the playoffs or home games or anything, that's, that's all the same. Um, I never really thought of it that way. You know, you're just preparing for a game, and the thing that I would get to is I would say that when you're playing in this game, to get the the guys on the other side are good. There's no way around that. I know you haven't dived into personnel evaluation much yet, but what would you say just to the overall strengths of South Dakota State? Well, they're you know they're a complete team. I mean that's probably maybe the the one thing is they're good everywhere. Um, starts up front, they're, they're good on both fronts. I think the offensive line's terrific. I think the defensive line's terrific. Bobby Houck here on Nuanas now, part of the Montana Football Hour. And our Road to Frisco coverage. Road to Frisco probably presented in part by the Stone of Accord. If you want a great place to watch the Grizz this weekend, on Sunday, high noon kickoff time, head down to the Stone there on North Reserve. All day Sunday, they'll have $5 mimosas and $3.50 Coors Lights on draft. That's $5 for your mimosas, $3.50 for Coors Lights. There's nothing like Sunday brunch at the Stone. Brunch, mimosas, Coors Light, and the Grizz. Can't think of anything better this Sunday at the Stone. Just a stone throw away on North Reserve. The Montana Football Hour, the first of 2024 in the books. But don't worry, we're going to keep on talking national championship stuff. And we're going to talk our way all the way around the NFL as well. The Monday afternoon quarterback, Tuesday style here on Nuanas Now. Marty Mornaweg in studio with us. Hour one of the books, hour two coming at you. Keep it right here, ESPN Radio. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now. If you visit msubookstore.org, free regalia. When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 